the wait, there's more. <laughs> Just a couple quick announcements. Uh, Kelsey, did you want to come on up? And Deanne Hayes. Deanne, they got some quick announcements. Things they need to do. There's, oh. There you go. Hello. First of all, our own Evelyn Sautel is here today. <laughs> yes. With her daughter and granddaughter. Um, I announced last week we we're gathering gifts and cards for Laurel Hills this year. And the basket is out in the foyer with uh, more cards if you guys can get cards written and get them to me by December 24th. Um, just get a hold of me if you need to find out how to do that. So anyway, the baskets are out there, and we're glad to have Evelyn and family here today. I don't have an announcement. Well, kind of. <laughs> um, today's little presentation um, was a beautiful collaboration, but the one behind it was Miss Kaylee Scott. Give her a hand. She's upstairs, of course. Tony, tell Kaylee to come downstairs. Yeah. She is so creative. I mean, I just let her roll with it, and it always is such a blessing. She works so well with everybody, and she did all the directing, all the, you know, being with the kids. We did t rehearsals, and she is just as much energy as you saw her today. She's that all the time. I don't know where she gets it. Anyways, so many people put in their effort. Hannah Clip, thank you so much. Ravella, where's Ravella? She's around somewhere. Yeah, and um, Renata, you guys did such a wonderful job. And Margie was in charge of all of our Woo! costumes, or a, the majority of them. She's upstairs teaching this morning. Um, but I just really wanted to honor Kaylee. So I want you to come up, girlfriend. She is just so dedicated, so enthusiastic, and I just love this girl. <laughs> so these are for you, because you deserve a director's award. <laughs> so, do you want to? Uh, sure. This, uh, this thing actually came to me last Christmas. Um, I, uh, I was rereading the Christmas story, and it struck me deeper than it had of um, how it was, how special it was that God invited the shepherds to come celebrate with heaven, because it was like, you know, uh, heaven had been waiting for this moment for so long, you know, for Jesus to come and redeem the earth, and then God said, go share the news, and the shepherds were invited to celebrate with heaven and I was just struck again by that invitation to us to celebrate with heaven uh, just showing again that heaven is not far away it's right it's right here and heaven invites us to celebrate with with heaven because there's nothing stopping us anymore because of what Jesus did so it was just a so that that was what this this whole this whole thing was kind of about so yeah, yeah. so thank you Kaylee and again, I just want to say, if you guys are not a part of kids' ministry, this is a plug. It's so much fun. This lady, <laughs> she was deflecting all the uh. praise. 
But all of her hard work, get um, rides for the children here, back, food, coordinating, 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 and coordinating some more. So thank you for all your... That is all. Oh my, deflecting, I like that word. Well, I just have a couple quick announcements. Uh, no, no video announcements today. Um, remember, this coming Saturday night, we're going to have a Christmas Eve service here at 6 o'clock. We're going to do a candlelight kind of communion service. Uh, we're going to have worship, and uh, we're going to share Jesus. I really invite, I, I just, I cannot tell you how much I would like you to be involved in your neighbors' lives. Invite your neighbors. Invite the people around you into the presence of God here. Amen? And uh, let's just love on these people and share Jesus with others. So it'll be this Saturday night at 6 o'clock. There will be, again, no Sunday morning service uh, because people want to spend time with their families, and I want to honor that, right? So you, you all good with that? Okay. Um, the other thing is, is we started a project remodeling the North Room, and uh, someone gave a generous gift, and we started into it and realized when we pulled the carpet up, we had huge cracks. And we started into the cracks yesterday, taking them out and looking at what we have. And it's way more than what we thought we would have to get involved in. So we're asking if you could, if it's on your heart to, to give to that project, God bless you. I'm not going to twist anybody's arm because God provides. We know that. But this is for the children and for their future. And I don't want to just put a Band-Aid on it. You know, my heart and my passion when we came in here is, we want to bring everything up just to speed where the next generation, which is with us now, isn't going to have to wrestle with some of this stuff. So it's time. This building has lived a long life, and it's time to redo. And we've been slowly revamping and doing things here to bring it up to speed, so to speak. And that's one of our last big projects. And again, it was way more than we thought, but it needs to be repaired the right way, right? So I just ask if you want to give to that project. You can make a check out to the church. Make sure in the memo you put North Room Project, and we'll put it towards that. Amen? Well, this morning, I'm excited because, as always, most of you know my heart is, is in this house, and it was John Wimber's heart, everybody gets to play. Everybody has a part. Everybody gets to do something in some way, shape, or form. Not everyone is called to be a pastor or a teacher, but there's other ways you can serve. And it's been an honor to watch people serve in different capacities. And uh, last week, we had an opportunity to take the vineyard culture here down to Hauchi, California, and it was over-the-top crazy. We got to meet with their leadership on Saturday night. They put us up in this Airbnb that was off the charts, and they just honored us. It was so amazing to see what God did. We'll share a little bit more about that later. But I had previously asked several people to come up and share within this last year, what are some highlights? of what God has been doing, God's been speaking to you in and through your life, and I thought it would be good to wrap up the year with some really good uh, testimonies or stories of the goodness of God, amen? So it'll kind of be a little, you know, smorgasbord of people up here sharing today, and we got plenty of time. So having said that, Newt is up first. Come on, Newton Hayes. You're good. Um, man, 
I was way off course. Um, I actually wanted to, uh, I, I was kind of praying about this, and Doug mentioned to me thankfulness, and I was, uh, I guess, in a different train of mind, but that's where my mind is all, it's always somewhere else. Uh, growing up, it was kind of like that. Um, I wanted to compare and contrast my life without God and the thankfulness that he's brought me into. And uh, I, I kind of wrote something out, but I'm going to just condense it really fast. Um, and it's not this last year, so I'm sorry, but it uh, encompasses a lot more. There's something about this space up here. It kind of sucks the spit right out of you. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, uh, my life without God, uh, I was born crippled with club feet. I had a concave chest. Um, I had half a chest muscle, only grew halfway. Um, I uh, had discitis later on in life. Um, the vertebrae, uh, the cartilage between the vertebrae and my back disintegrated, um, causing bone on nerve pain. I was nine years old. Um, lost my best friend, uh, brother, when I was eight, um, through a brutal death. Um, and uh, the devil kind of set me up for a, a life of pity and self, self, uh, self-pity and wallow. And, uh, you know, I, I did have some self-pity in my life. You know, my, I had two two fathers, a stepfather and a biological father, and neither one of them wanted anything to do with me. So I also had neglect that I could uh, uh, wallow in, as well as pain uh, through uh, issues. I developed Crohn's disease uh, around 19 years old, although dealt with it throughout my entire history of life, um, not knowing where um, severe nausea came from and things like that. Um, so I was set up from birth to have an identity of, of these things, you know, crippled, sick, um, worthless, uh, neglected. Um, but I never, I, I never camped there too long. When, when I was sick, I, I, would, I would get angry and frustrated. I never blamed God. I would question God. Hey, thanks. Is that spit in the bottle? <laughs> Sweet. Um, I never blamed God. Um, I would question why, and I would get angry with him, um, but I never blamed him. Um, and uh, I would dream, in, in my life, I would dream about things that I couldn't do, you know. I, I wanted to uh, get married, have, have kids. I wanted to farm. I wanted to live in the country. Um, and this, so overlay that with my life with God, right? Um, here I am, uh, four kids, a beautiful wife. We live in the country. Uh, I farm. I, I work in agriculture. Um, my brother who died, so uh, the disguised issue, um, we, my mother, when my father left when I was about three months old, um, she was invited into a home introduced by my aunt, who, who was an amazing warrior for God, um, to, to a couple, Jan and Rick. Jan was uh, an amazing woman of God, a prayer warrior, unwavering soldier, uh, just an amazing woman. 
So uh, they're like my extended parents, my extended family. Um, so going from there to about nine years old, uh, about a year after David passed away, um, they, it was Jan and Nancy, my aunt, who were the ones who uh, prayed over me in the hospital, resulting in uh, the cartilage returning to my back in the hospital under doctor care. And the doctors sent into a frenzy going, this doesn't just happen. <clears throat> and I mean, he took in like this, you know, they take the flashlight, they put in your eye. He took this flashlight and he's like, I mean, they were poking me and prodding me and um, they didn't let me go for a few days, but I was completely healthy. So it's just amazing how God orchestrates things in your life to put you in, I mean, starting with dreams in my life, dreaming of being a farmer. I, I was invited by David Scott when I was super sick to come and farm. He, he knew I was sick, but he was cool with it, um, to farm. And, and that was around the same time that I met uh, the first doctor who finally diagnosed me with Crohn's disease. And he, he told me, he was the first one to say, you know, this has to do with um, overuse of antibiotics growing up and lack of microbiome. Um, so you, you really need to be around dirt. Just start eating dirt. And I was like, hey, well, God put this dream in my life when I was a youngster that I wanted to farm. David comes and asks me to farm. And I'm like, heck yeah. I rent a place from him, live on two and a half acres next to the Applegate River, go farm. I mean, that, that was my dream, right? God set me up for that. And then God delivered later on in my life. Um, and then my, uh, my intestines blew up in 2012. Um, and actually, that was the beginning of my healing from Crohn's disease, believe it or not. It gave me more revelation about sugar and what it was doing to, to my body. Um, quit eating sugar. As soon as I stopped eating sugar, so I had boils, you know, like Job. I had boils, and I know what Job felt like. It's some next-level stuff. Um, and uh, after three days of quitting sugar and after my gut was resectioned, three days after 10 years of dealing with boils, those holes closed up. Um, that was me um, cooperating with God, but definitely God's hand, because three days of no sugar doesn't mean your whole your intestines close up. That was that was all God. Um, so, I I'm kind of condensing this all, but I just wanted to say how God orchestrated everything in my life, put dreams in my in my mind uh, and in my heart that resulted in avenues of healing that the devil, you know, set me up for destruction, neglect, pain, self-pity. But God orchestrated all these things from my childhood all the way through my life so that I would be set up for his healing and for his fathering. And he was my true father. And there were, there were things in my life that God did for me that I don't think he would do for other people because of the issues that I've dealt with. Um, I'm his favorite. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> so anyways, I don't, in my life, I don't see neglect, pain, torture, you know, these things that I can, that I can sit and ruminate on. I see God's hand, his, his glorious hand in my life, and there is one bit of my life that I'm not thankful for. Um, 
So that's what he's done for me the last year. Wow. Oh, wait, wait, don't go anywhere. Clyde, you're in here. Would you come up? Max, would you come up? I want to pray over this young man because there was a word given to him seasons ago that he would become a pillar in the church. And, and I know he's wrestled with that, but I just see God bringing that to pass. That this brother, not only does he lead a home group, but he's really becoming a leader because people are following him. And our heart is that he would continue to lead well, lead strong, and lead in a way that brings others to that place where they just go, wow, if God can do that for him, God can do this for me. Amen? Amen. You want to stand there, buddy? And we want to pray for you. And by the way, I think this is a sermon that we're going to hear in the future here. I want to hear it. Amen. I believe that. Father, your word says that we are an open letter. Yes. Just not just read, but but seen as an example. And Newt, you have been an open letter. Amen. So people that have known you for a long time, especially your family, they've seen you in the low places and seen you in the high places. And yes. <clears throat> some of us have seen that too, and it's just so good. God, what you have done in his life yeah, as a son, as a husband, as a father, as a business owner, mm. as a person in the community that you placed him in, I just thank you, Lord, for the favor that he walks in. Yes, God. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for the authority that you've mm. given him, the gentleness. <laughs> That's so powerful. Mm. just ask for more increase. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for the leadership um, that you've just put over him and in him and through him. Yes. We do. We ask for more increase, Jesus. Yes. Thank you for him. Mm -hmm. Blessings. Blessings. Yes, Courage. Mm -hmm. Courage. Mm. Draw it out, Jesus. Thank you for him. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, I think the devil's wanted to destroy Newton for a long time and because he saw what God had in store. And God is bringing him through these trials and placing him in a place now where he's going to begin influencing others in a dramatic way. And it's as though what the devil meant for bad, God meant for good, and it's going to get uh, redeemed a hundredfold. And... In, uh, Newton's influence upon this body and those that he meets is just beginning. He's going to start influencing at a higher level because he's got an honesty and a transparency. Yes, yes. He's willing to be raw and real. Mm -hmm. and Lord, we just, we just thank you, God, for Newton and how you've raised him up to this moment in this time and that you've made him a man of integrity mm -hmm. and honesty and uh, truthfulness. And that he wants to live a transparent life, be vulnerable, and let Jesus shine through him. And we just bless him. We bless him and his family. Yeah. Amen. Amen.
Well, this year we hired a young lady to come work for us at the school, and uh, she's amazing. And when you hear her story and what God has done and doing in her life, both her and her husband, Josh, are wonderful people. And um, she brings a depth that I, I really think is something that we can use and need in this, in this body. And having said that, Rochelle, Garrett, would you come on up? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Rochelle. I'm new to coming to this church. Um, God has been changing a lot in our lives this year and really fast. So I guess I'll start with how I came about to working here and coming here. Um, God told me to leave my government job so that my daughter could go to a Christian school and not a public school. And then I was going to work here. Um, which has been really hard because, you know, you had a real cush government job and then you step into what God's trying to tell you to do. So you really have to trust him with everything and finances, which can be really hard. Um, God's done some other things in our life this year. Um, Josh and I waited six years to get married and we had many people saying, why aren't you guys married? Why aren't you guys married? You guys have a child. But we waited and we waited until God said, okay, now it's time. And in that, God has really blessed us. Um, let me think. <laughs> I stepped away from a friendship of 14 years because God said not everybody can go with you to this next level, which was really hard, but I'm really thankful. In return, God gave me community, which is here, which I haven't had in a long time. Um, yeah, and this new year is going to be great. I know it looks really grim and horrible in this world, but God has just been telling me, and I know probably telling many of you, that God's going to start businesses and we're going to have an abundance. And we need to start declaring that and not believe what is going on in the world and stop watching the news. So. Don't go anywhere. Sandy, would you come up? And Rebecca, come on up. I think Rochelle is kind of like a, back in the racing world, <clears throat> there were these people who would come up to the stop sign that had a car that made no noise. <clears throat> it was called a sleeper because under the hood there was tons of horsepower, but they didn't want to brag about it. They just wanted to show you in the end who made it to the next light first. It was the quiet one. And a Rochelle has that quality in her life. I think under the hood, there's a lot of horsepower. In her heart, there's some spiritual aspects to her that God is grooming and raising up for such a time as this. And I think that it's important for us to pray that into this next season. But Josh, I'd like you to come up too because you guys are in this together. I hear that this young man actually plays the piano and loves to worship. He's <clears throat> just saying. 
but these are amazing people. And I, I just want to invest in them in the future, just pray into their lives. So if you guys would stand here, we're going to pray over you. Becca, would you like to lead that? Should go blue and green. Dear Lord, I just lift this couple up to you, Josh and Rochelle. Lord, the obedience that I just listened to um, is amazing. Uh, most people, I think, would shrug that off and say, uh, I don't know if that was God or not. Um, but I just, I thank you for um, just the wisdom that you have given them. Mm. And Lord, I, it's not all about finances. You have bigger and greater things for this couple. And um, I just thank you for growing them. Um, and I pray that they become leaders, Lord, and that they can bless others and mm. help uh, lead <clears throat> others um, to hear your voice and to be obedient to you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you for the gift that Rochelle has been to the school, Lord. Yes, thank you, God. Ask God that you would bring an increase into her life, Lord, that she can uh, follow you faithfully and into all that you've called to God. Pray your blessing over both of them, their family, Lord, that you would just uh, continue to guide them in all that they do, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Guys, whenever we make a strategical move to want to follow God into another place, a deeper place. There are obstacles with the enemy. You, you are a tree faller. You're a hazard tree faller. Danger trees, this is what this guy does. And, and you understand that trees can block roads and get in the way. But you have in your truck, you have the saws and the equipment to be able to move that stuff out of the way. And I just think you're in this moment where you're sitting back and you're going to just let God do what God does. He takes care of these things. He cleans up the messes, he rearranges, he makes the path clear. But one thing I've never been able to figure out, and I probably don't want to know, is God's economics. As we honor him, he honors us. And I've just watched you guys honor him. And you know what? You're moving into that season. This year when everybody's going to be saying, oh, it's terrible, it's slow down, it's going to be, God's going to show you guys incredible favor. The heavens are going to open up and provisions and resources from the wildest places are going to come your way because you've been honoring God. And he's going to honor you in that respect. Amen? God bless you guys, man. <clears throat> Is this fun? Oh, it's, it's going to get funner. Dan the man. Come on up, Danny Williamson. All right, buddy. You need a seatbelt or anything? Or? Where'd the mic go? Oh, there it is. Hi there. So uh, Doug asked me to share a little bit of what's been going on in my life this last year, and so I've got some notes here. So if you guys could just back that rider truck up, get the notes out of there. So No, I'm kidding. Hey, I, I wanted to start off by t saying, you know, this North Room project that we got going on, you can't outgive God. So this, you know, what he was asking about, financially dump into that because God will bless that back to you many, many times 
over. So, <clears throat> how many of you guys uh, used to have a cassette player in your car, the old the old kind that you just push in and and stuff? Well, in the beginning of this, about eight or nine months ago, God gave me a little picture of my life, and it was basically I was a cassette in the dash of a car. And when you eject those, they, they come out, but they don't come all the way out. They're just there. And in order to get the music out of it, you have to push it back in. And God basically told me, I'm tired of you being in Christ, but not pushed into where you're playing. There was a lot of, there was a lot of people in my life that weren't hearing what was going on. I was just riding around the cassette player, but I wasn't playing anything in a lot of arenas in my life. So I'm thankful very much so right now that in this season of Christmas, it's, it's kind of like my first Christmas. Um, so when I was very young, um, some things happened in my life when I was about seven or eight. And the devil took an opportunity to make that a season during Christmas to where he he would abuse me mentally, and it, it was for years. And there are people in this room that have prayed for that and know what I would go through. I, I, when September would hit, I always would kind of pin it on the weather coming, and that would be my downfall. Oh, here comes winter. You know, I, I really don't like winter and stuff. But the truth of it was, it was because winter ushered in Christmas, and Christmas was a time where I just, every every bow, every song, every, every little thing was torment to me because it, the devil had a path into my mind through that. Last spring uh, from Sozo Church, there was a group here, Tom and Katie came down from Seattle, and although I didn't get involved in the one-on-one -on -one thing that they did, they, they did do kind of a group thing where they just started calling stuff out and it was an evening deal, and during that process, Jesus pulled something out of me, and I physically felt it come out of me. And I don't know exactly what the tagline was for that or anything, but I know that Jesus Christ lifted that out of me, and this has been my first Christmas. And I revel in the fact that this is the birth of our Lord. And I'm happy, I get lights up, I get a little tree. It's, it's good times. So that was the first of many things that just started this year off, and it's just, it's just been crazy. I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful that we have a church where the Holy Spirit shows up, and we have a pastor who, who's passion for that, that we have a, a house that we can worship in, and, and God shows up, and the, the Spirit shows up freely. Uh, I know that um, a lot of people have a hard time with the, with the holidays, and I just encourage you to keep pressing in because God can set you free of that so, you, so that you can worship and be thankful for the birth of our Lord. Um, that conference uh, was some soul repair for me, and I was a captive, and it set me free, and it was, the, it was the catalyst for many things that have happened this last year. On my mirror at home, I have written, Seek first the kingdom of God. And what God wanted from me was I, I had God in my life, but most of the time he wasn't first. And he kind of gave me a little vision of just a sponge, and I had soaked up the world in this sponge. And if I decided to go to the mall, I would just go to the mall. I wouldn't go, well, do you want me to go to the mall, Lord? 
you know, because sometimes he doesn't want us to do things. And I'm not saying that the mall's bad or anything like that. It's just that he wanted me to wring that sponge out and soak the living waters of Christ up and be mindful of him first and foremost in all the things that I do and actually seek first the kingdom of God daily. Um, in that, there's been a lot of change, um, mainly his will, not mine. Um, the surrender of that for me has has really catapulted me forward in a lot of things. He's, he's made... Uh, great abundance in my life. Um, you know, we, we talked earlier about, you know, looking at how the economy is and things like that. God has greatly blessed me, and, and even, even my principal broker, I'm a realtor, she called me in here about a month or two ago, and she says, I don't understand how it is you can be doing so good. Everyone else is having to buy leads and things like that. And I told her, I said, I don't work on man's economy. I work on God's economy. And he sets forth these things. I don't, I don't worry about it. It's his, it's, it's his deal, and it's because I've surrendered that and given that up to him and seeked him first in that. He has blessed me abundantly. Um, part of that, too, was the Miles Francis Conference. Um, just in, in how we speak to things and how we look at things and what God has given us dominion over and, and things like that, and just identifying those things. And that, and that was part of, of that. The threshold uh, stepping forward conference that we had. Um, when we did that, there was, there was a thing with my children that I have a couple of estranged children that um, when we put the notes on the board, those children were on that. And God is restoring that. He's restoring those relationships. So um, part of this last year, uh, I've been with Doug and some of the others down at the park and we're doing uh, ministry down there to the to the homeless, and the homeless is not my gig. I'll tell you, it's a stretch for me. Um, first of all, I'm a I'm a nut about cleanliness and things like that. And these people are not living real clean, and to see that stuff kind of rubs me a little weird. And and so, uh, but there are relationships being built there. It's it's interesting to see. You know, there was a young man there one day, and, and uh, we pulled this wagon full of cold water up, and he says, it's so weird. He says, I was just, I was raised in a church, and he was, I was just praying, and I was hoping that, that God would send someone, and then you guys came here, and, and uh, we ended up praying for him and stuff, and he was, he was just in a tough spot, and uh, we've seen great healings down there, um, and that's one of the things that God has really opened up this year is just revealing who he is, and and uh, like Rebecca says, he, he's making the Bible come real. Um, we, we saw a, a guy with a hand down there. I think I talked about it once before. His hand was so black, it looked, as soon as I saw it, I thought, this guy's going to lose his hand. I mean, it was there was no question about it. It was, it was so infected and so bad. And Christ, that day, while we're praying for it, little spot of pink in the center and just came out. His fingers were to the point where they looked like they were going to split open from swelling. And right in front of our eyes, God showed up and healed him. And when you see that kind of stuff happen, you know, that's the stuff you read out of the Bible. And, you know, you can hear it, but when you see it, it's a different thing. 
And for myself personally, he's, he's done some healing. Uh, there was a word here a couple of months ago that Mari had for back. I've had back pain since I was a senior in high school. Um, she called it out. I went over it. The minute she touched me, my back was healed. I haven't had a bit of pain since. We went to the conference, the Mario Murillo conference, and I stood down there for hours, and, you know, that is usually a, a killer and nothing. So um, part of this uh, kind of spreading out for me and stretching my boundaries, I, I, uh, I'm on the deliverance team with Rebecca and them, and seeing some of the stuff that happens in there, again, it's, you see stuff happen and uh it's uh it's of biblical proportions you know when you see that stuff it's not stuff that you just see every day at 7-eleven so um he's he's been giving me new visions and it's really odd when when you have thoughts from god versus when he just steps into your mind and kind of takes over and at intercession here a while back uh, a couple weeks ago uh in, we're not really even praying along those lines, and and all of a sudden God just kind of shows up in my head and gives me a vision for the lost, and for the harvest that is coming, and the part that all of us are going to play in in bringing those to Christ. And it was basically a giant wheat field, and Christ was walking through it. And the grains, it was late in the year, how how weeds and and grains and stuff like that. You know, you can just touch them, and the and the the seeds fall off, and that's the way it was. And and he and he just says that he just said to me when he walks up that the harvest grows nigh. It's almost, it's almost here, and so they're going to be coming in. And like Doug says, we got to get equipped up to help those people. So, um, some of the things that God has really expanded in my life is His His grace. And I'm just kind of just a quick list here. It's kind of like just the Bible. So um, his love, his abundance, his kindness, his faithfulness, his forgiveness, his plan for my life, his acceptance, his restoration, how to surrender. Uh, the real big thing that God is really working on me right now is how powerful love is. And um, he's expanding in my mind how Love is a supernatural thing. It's just not something that you have for someone. The Bible talks about how it overcomes all these things, and God is just expanding that day by day in my life and showing me how much it does away with the devil's plans in so many things, and it overcomes, and it is of the greatest thing, and that's why God commands us to love one another. And uh, anyway, I'm, I'm excited for what God has for me in the coming year. Um, uh, my life has changed, and I'm excited about the changes that are coming. I'm excited that all of you get to be part of it with me, and I get to be part of it with you. Max, Clyde, could you guys come back up? While they're coming up here, if you're missing this little... Someone put a post on that. They uh, did? On the, on the, yeah. Margie. Okay, we'll get this. Yeah, yep. we'll get this. It, it didn't quite fit it, no. Man, you've come a long way, baby. 
When I first met Danny, his story was he <laughs> had just jumped out of a plate glass window and landed on a lawnmower. There's a whole story behind that, but we called him the lawnmower man and Sparky for a lot of years. But he's one of those brothers that's always there. And I've always appreciated his friendship and his generosity and his willingness to say, what can I do to serve? It's amazing. So uh, let's just pray for him. Max, you want to lead out? Yeah, and I just wanted to share something, too. <laughs> it's been fun watching Danny grow. Uh, and there's been seasons where he's disappeared for a while. But uh, <clears throat> I saw, I don't know, 15 years ago, I saw the calling on this man's life. Yes, yes. And I knew that he was going to come back. I knew he was going to come back, and he was going to walk in such a way that he would dazzle us. And he's dazzling me right now, watching him embrace the things of God and move ahead. And... Uh, just stepping into the gifts and callings that God has given him. So we'll just bless this brother. God, we thank you for Danny. Yes, we thank God. you that you are, are molding and shaping and making him the man that you intended him to be. And he will have influences uh, untold from this moment on that we will just talk about in the future. Remember that? Remember when? Yeah, that was awesome. That was so cool. And I see that in Danny. I see that he's got that passionate heart that he wants to tell the stories, tell the stories of what God has done and is doing right now. And we just bless you, Danny. We bless you for all that God's doing. And we release you to walk in all that God has for you. Yeah. Yes, Lord. I just thank you, Father, for the vision or analogy that you had given him of the cassette player. Yeah. I just ask Jesus that you would just move us, God. Just push us in, nudge us in, be so much closer to you, Lord. We know it's your heart. We know that James says if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. And I just thank you so much. Um, just the miracle you've done in his life, even during this season, it was just the pushing in closer so that the joy would be brighter, the yeah. smile would be bigger, the reflection of your light and goodness and faithfulness on Danny's plate, on his face, would be so even contagious to others. And um, just thank you, Lord. Thank you for him. And Dan, I'd ask, if, could you pray as far as just for us, just a prayer yeah. for that, that pushing in <laughs> and being closer to him? Okay, before you pray, I have a word. You have an, influ uh, 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 an influencer spirit on you. You have the ability to influence people around you, and you know that. You've done that for years. But I just see as you move into the future, Dan, your ability to influence people into the kingdom, no longer into the things of the world, but things of the kingdom. And I just think as you bump and you rub against and you touch and you speak into people's lives, you're going to influence so many people in this community and beyond to want to press in to pursue God with all of their hearts. You're the catalyst for that. You have that gift. Thank you. So influence us. <laughs> and, and before I get going, there's a lot of people in this room that over the years have, have prayed for me, and I, I thank you for always having faith in me, the faith that God had in me. Lord Jesus. Our maker. God, you spoke our universe into being with a word. And Father, I just pray that you would call in the lost. 
that you would make each and every one of us a mighty ambassador this day to our friends, to our family, to our neighbors, to the public, to the politicians of the world. Lord, that we would pray and go and seek out the lost and bring in that harvest that you have gotten ready to just bring in to the storehouses. Father, you said that you gave your son so that no one should perish. And Father, I make that my prayer, that we be the catalyst that none should perish, that we seek out every lost person, that you would empower us and just bring your spirit, your Holy Spirit, give us the words and give us the ability to point out people that you want to seek the Holy Spirit on to bring in to the fold. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you yeah. are the mighty king. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, the last person to come up here, you guys are going to need to put your seatbelts on. I gave him 32 seconds. Is it possible? Jay, come on down. You're working. I don't know what's wrong with the mic. Okay, I get really pumped when I do this. Okay. All right. Okay, focus. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. Newton, I got to say, after hearing all about the sugar and all that, <laughs> I might have to go home and hide my M&Ms, my Twinkies, <laughs> my uh, my little Debbies. I mean, I got all kinds of sugar. I, I, I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to cut back. Um, and I wanted to say, no, Brother Dan, I got something to say about Brother Dan. My air conditioner. I had this one guy come out. He had my air conditioner hooked up backwards. The fan was blowing backwards. I get the meat, Dan. He came up to my house a long time ago. And they got my air conditioner working right. The fan was going backwards. So it was just amazing. Thank you, Brother Dan. I wanted to say, I, I wanted to bring this in. I, uh, I'm going to try to make this quick, but I wanted, I, I wanted to bring this to let you guys know what I used to be about. And this shirt I'm wearing right here, it says ACDC Highway to Hell. I used to wear a shirt that said ACD, or, or Jesus, where it says, this where it says Jesus Highway to Heaven. I used to wear a shirt that says ACDC Highway to Hell. I used to be a... Uh, a really bad guy back in the days, and I'm going to tell you guys, I was, a, I was a meth addict for 26 years, and in 2008, I found Jesus, and I got whacked in the Holy Ghost. I went and got baptized, and Jesus got me, happiest man in the world like I am right now, okay? And I wanted to let you guys know what happened to me. Um, I went through a really dark time in 2020, and just about September of this year, I got myself out of the desert, and let me tell you, I went through a really hard time. I went through a horrible divorce, and um, uh, in my marriage, instead of me being married to Jesus and being married to my wife, what happened was, was I was loving Jesus, and I was trying to love my wife right, and I couldn't do that because I wasn't in love with Jesus, and I had to be in love with Jesus to be able to love her right, and what happened was a wedge got put in there. Me and her, me and her had some issues, and we didn't make it. So I went, from that time on, I ended up in the desert. All right, I wanted to tell you guys, and I was in the desert. I had about that much water left in a bottle. 
And let me tell you, I was crawling on my knees. Jesus was right in front of me the whole time. I couldn't even see him. I was running away over there crying for Jesus. And he was just calling me, Jay, I'm over here. I couldn't see him anywhere. Jesus was nowhere to be found. I, ran, I had a nervous breakdown. I ran to the doctor. Now, I wanted to tell you guys this because this is going to break something off of me right now. I ran to the doctor. I ended up getting put on some Klonopin and some um, uh, antidepressant pills. Helped me for a little bit. Instead of me running to Jesus, instead of me having the brothers, instead of me running to the brothers, have everybody pray over me, get me, get me tuned in, get some Holy Ghost power, I ran to, the, I ran to, I ran to man for wisdom and, and tries to get some help. Can't get no help from man. We only get help from the Lord. And what happened was, was uh, that wasn't working good. I ended up getting back into smoking some weed. All right, I ended up smoking marijuana again, uh, trying to help me sleep. And I asked God, what's going on here? You know, what, uh, you know why can't I sleep? And I didn't know what was going on. God wanted me, well, I couldn't sleep was God wanted me up praying for people. He wanted me to be reading my word, falling in love with him, listening to worship music. He wanted me to get down with him, do some things. And what happened was, was I was uh, running from all that. And, uh, you know, when a man knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, that's sin for him. It was sin for me. And, uh, you know, uh, what's sin for me doesn't mean it's sin for everybody else. And um, it was sin for me. And, uh, and what happened was it was keeping me getting close to God. So basically, that turned me into Jonah instantly. And God had my calling. I'm supposed to be out running around, helping people, doing things. You know, I'm going to be going to the mission here speaking next week. I'm supposed to be out serving the Lord. That's what God's called me to do. And, and what's happened was, was I was just getting to, nothing was happening. So I wanted to read this. What happened was I went to these prayer chairs um, in uh, September, all right, this year. And I wanted to let you guys know this great encouraging word, Brother uh, Scott gave me, and I'll tell you what, that brother can pray. Oh, my gosh. Let me get my glasses on because I'm an old youngster here. All right. All right, here we go. I'm going to read this to you guys. This is very important. Okay. And Don, I, I sat in this chair, and, uh, oh, a week before I went to these chairs and, and listened to this, I, I, grabbed, I grabbed all my smoke, threw it in the garbage can. I got rid of it. So I, I made it that whole week, but boy, let me tell you, I was dry as can be, and I'm telling you, I was crawling on my knees. Jesus, help me, help me, help me. Nothing was happening, and I mean, I couldn't feel Jesus anywhere. So here's what he wrote me. He said, Jay, you're a special tool and a weapon in the Lord's hand. You are scarred and wounded from the battles, but the Lord knows you are not a quitter, not giving up for, for anything. It says, bridges have been broken, but I see the rebuilding process going on, slow and steady. This time, his timing is perfect. And it says, yes, 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 yes. And it says, Philippians 3.14, every answer is yes and amen, pressing on for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. I'll tell you guys what, that hit me. I'll tell you what, a week later, I got hit with the Holy Ghost over here, Brother Don was praying for me again. I got hit with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, I got hit hard. I could, I could hardly sleep for probably a month and a half. I'm just starting out to be able to get some sleep. And I asked God, I said, whoa, what the heck's going on here, you know? And uh, you know, I ended up, he told me, give me the warrior anointing. I was like, wow, that's the warrior anointing. I was like, wow, this is some stuff. And so uh, basically now I'm on it. You know, and I got a hundredfold, I got totally restored. And I'm going to tell you, and, and, and me taking everything. Oh, and I dedicated my finances to the Lord, too. And I just said, everything, everything's God's. And once I did all that, boom, everything started to hit for me. I mean, I, I mean I'm just rocking and rolling with Jesus. I'm lucky to get five hours sleep a night. I'm just loving the Lord. I'm in love with God. And I got my wedding ring on with Jesus. And, uh, 
That's just crazy. You know, it's, it's wild stuff. And, and you know, it's, you just can't make this stuff up, you know. And so, so basically I come up with this, um, I came up with this new saying, God's on the move for you. You guys see this on my back. But I came up with the quote, God is on the move for you. He wants us to be on the move with him. He wants us to be on the move with him. And I'm going to tell you, he's got such big plans for us. You know, we all have a calling. We all have things to do, you know. And it's, it's just so important that we find that calling because until we find that calling, you know, I, I was just in the desert. I mean, I'm talking you guys. I mean, man, I was just like, oh, I was just starving for Jesus so bad. And there was a couple of times I even drove to church. And, and, and I ended up driving right home. You know, I ended up taking a couple of pills, going to bed. And I'm going to tell you, it was sad. I lost all my clean time on that. But, you know, I just scuffed my knees up a little bit. I'm rocking and rolling with Jesus. Nothing's going to ever stop my closeness with God. And I just wanted to tell you guys this because I needed to say it in front of the brothers and sisters. And I'm going to tell you guys, if you're ever going through a situation, make sure you come. To, don't ever stop coming to church. Make sure you get some prayer from the brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, it will set your life on fire for Jesus. And I'm telling you, sometimes you're just one prayer away from a miracle. Okay, you're one prayer away from a miracle. When the spirit hits, it hits like this, pow. And that's all I see is harvest everywhere. I see miracles and signs and wonders breaking out everywhere I go. So you guys, I just encourage you to pray, encourage one another. And I'm going to tell you, when we encourage one another. Oh, and I also wanted to say one more thing before I let go, because I know I went an extra couple minutes. Sorry, Doug. All right, so, so basically what, um, I wanted to talk about life or death and the power of the tongue. Because Brother Matt, I read his book, uh, the things the enemy doesn't want you to know. Very good book. And in there, it talks about, you know, life or death and power time. And I started doing that. And every time I get, my mom tunes me up. I get any negativity, my mom tunes me up. And I'm going to tell you, my whole life has changed doing that. Staying positive And everything I do, it's every morning I bounce out of bed, praise Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I, 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 do my, I, I listen to my worship music while I'm in bed before I get up. Read the Bible. As soon as my feet hit the ground, I'm praising the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, I get crazy for Jesus, and I'm not kidding. I get my worship music on in the, in, the, in the bathroom. When I'm shaving sometimes, oh, man, it's dangerous. I'm telling you guys, it's dangerous. But, man, I start getting the Holy Spirit hits me. I can't control myself. But I just wanted to tell you guys I love you guys. I thank you. And I'm just so glad to get this off my chest about, the, you know, my, uh, my situations that I got myself into. And, 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 and I thought God was so mad at me for my, my divorce I had with my wife. And, and, and I thought I was just, you know, God wasn't there, you know. And, and I realized, you know, this hundredfold pump that he gave me, man, God's good. He loves us. God's goodness is all over us. And I'm just thanking God for God's goodness. And, um, you know, I wanted to say one thing about Rochelle. Back in the days, her parents were there when I got baptized. I think you were there when I got baptized back in 2008. I remember Rochelle was just young little. When she was little, she's so awesome. And it's so good to see her grow and see her awesome husband and her beautiful daughter and, and I've seen all these kids grow up in this church, and this is a wonderful place, and this is such a magnificent place. And I just wanted to thank all you brothers and sisters for all the love, all the encouragement. Uh, this is such an amazing place. And, and I wanted to say, this is, I got one quote from Brother Doug. He'd always tell me, stay plugged in, stay plugged in. That's what he'd always tell me, <laughs> stay plugged in. And Pastor Steve, I'll never forget, he'd always tell, tell you, put one foot in front of the other, put one foot in front of the other. And Pastor, Doug, uh, and Pastor Doug, he always tells me, stay plugged in. Bless you guys. I love you. Praise the Lord. I'd like to make a suggestion. You might want to try an electric razor. <laughs> Max Clyde, one more time. Come on up, brothers. 
Has this been fun? Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. Wow. I just see you, Jay, being like a singer of a rock band. And it's called A Hundred Fold Pump. Oh! <laughs> let's for try Jesus. that. Let's try that. No, I didn't, I didn't see that. But uh, <laughs> no, how do you pray for Jay? You know, <laughs> funny. he is such an encourager yeah. to, yeah. to me. I mean, yeah. at least once a day, just say, good morning, Brother Clyde, and how you doing? Jesus loves you. I love you. You know, he's just encouraging me, and it's just so good. Because I think that's what, that's what he needed in his time. He needed that encouragement. And what I see is just the power of the body of Christ, of the people that haven't given up of the ones that have put one foot in front of the other um, steadfastness and that's the power that's the foundation yeah and also um, just being available vulnerable being ex embracing people I mean I just see so much in your story the qualities of, of Jesus in you and then in other people that have come around you and um, this guy's a local missionary right here. I mean, he's got so much. He's just spilling out. And I'm thinking, where is that source? Well, it's that, it's that well of living water. And uh, thank you. So Heavenly Father, just thank you for your goodness. Uh, God, that you never give up on us. That your faithfulness lasts just generations and generations. And we see that in Brother Jay's life is you have been faithful. God, you don't look upon our sins and you don't look upon our weaknesses when we come to you and we say, God, forgive me. God, help me. You are so good. And I just see a beautiful story of redemption in Jay's life. Mm -hmm. So powerful that he's going to be touching and has been touching hundreds, if not thousands of lives yeah. here in Josephine County yeah. and those from the past up in um, Douglas County in that area, just people that knew him from before that he would just be, again, a redemptive story of your grace and of your goodness, of your love, of your mm. power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for him. Just bless him, God. Bless him. Mm. God, you know the desires of his heart deep down. I just ask that this coming year, God, we just, we just walk into that place that you say of abiding Abiding in me and, and just bearing much fruit. Look forward to seeing it. Bless you. Yeah. Yeah. I know myself and others have spoken into Jay's life in the past, but at this moment in time, Jay is speaking into my life and to many of you. Yeah. We don't have to be like Jay. But we sure want a part of what he's got. <laughs> he carries something that is precious. And uh, we might sometimes think he's a little fanatical, but I want that spirit that he carries, however that manifests in me, that might be different. But it's precious. So God, we thank you for Jay. We thank yeah. you for all that you put in him. Yes. And that you made him unique and wonderful. Mm. And that his time has come. <laughs> his time has come to rise and shine and to be a light to so many in this community. We bless your work in his life, God. 
And we just pray, God, that you would be fruitful and multiply through him and demonstrate to this county and this region what it's like to, to know Jesus and to make him known. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Just kind of in closing, um, I wanted to mention our quick journey to Hauchi Community Church last weekend. They invited us to, again, to bring this culture into their culture. They're trying to adopt into the vineyard. They've been doing this for about five years. They've been in this process. And honestly, I think the vineyard's not quite sure how to do adoptions. They have figured out how to send churches out, but they haven't figured out how to receive an established church and bring them into the fold of the vineyard. And uh, so Steve Perez, who's the pastor down there, he's an amazing brother. Um, he just asked us to come and be part of that. And it looks like we are probably going to become their sponsors as they move into the vineyard, which I'm pretty excited about. But my heart was I wanted to bring people. He wanted us to bring a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and how that works, words of knowledge and all that prophetic stuff. So we met with their team on Saturday night, and there was some great prophetic words around the room. We were given to people and praying. But my heart was, is I didn't want to be the one. I don't want to be, and you guys know my heart, this is not about me. It's about all of us together. When I'm out on the street, I'm, I'm standing, you know, the, the God uses me in different ways. I, I get that. But when we come together, I want, to, I want to give room for everyone else because God wants you to know that sitting in the bench is not where you belong. You belong in the game. And watching people step up to the plate and swing for the fences gives me incredible joy. Even if they hit it and it goes two feet. The next time they get up, they swing, it goes farther. So I'm all into that. So I stepped back and I was letting these people minister and share. But I wanted to hear you to hear two quick testimonies that I thought were really, really amazing. Uh, Rebecca, do you mind coming up? You know, Rebecca heads up our deliverance ministry, and, and she was in this place of like, you know, I, I guess kind of one of your thoughts was, I want what you guys have. And that was the ability just to hear what God was doing and speak that into people's lives. Now, when it comes to the demonic, you do not want to mess with this woman. She will flying tackles. No, just kidding. She's amazing, fearless, fearless in the face of the enemy. But she says, I want some of that. So Sunday morning, we're, we're up there. We're kind of doing this altar call after I shared. And Rebecca stands up, makes out this, gives this little tiny prophetic word. And, and ladies lined up to come up in here, but i just curious what your take was and what was going on, and quick testimony. So, let's see, am I on? Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, so when we met with their leaders of their church the day before, um, we had our leadership there, and they were prophesying and all this wonderful stuff, and I'm like, crickets. <laughs> And, you know, there are some things I, I maybe felt, but I'm like, is that me? Is that God? I don't know. And I just didn't say anything. And so then um, later that evening, I said, hey, you know, I'm jealous about what you guys have. I want that gift. And I don't feel like I always hear from the Lord. And so um, the next day um, at the altar call was given, and I just had a faint feeling of brokenness and grief in that room, 
And so I, I spoke that out and I just said, you know, if you have that, I want to pray for you. And there were so many people that were grieving the loss of grandchildren and it was just, so it gave me confidence that I am hearing from the Lord and it is that small, still voice that you hear. You know, he's living inside of you, so it doesn't sound like he's speaking outside, it's from inside. So it was encouraging to me. Really powerful to see that dynamic happen. And we, we share here all the time that God is always speaking. Now, a lot of times his first language isn't always English. He speaks in various ways, shapes, and forms, and most of you understand that. But we put a high value on the fact that God is speaking, and he's speaking words that people need to hear because they need to be set free. And the very word that God is speaking through you to them could set them free, but you have to speak it. And also, what was interesting is the, what went out of the building Sunday. Dan, you want to come up and share that? This is, this is amazing. I'm back. <laughs> so, so we went down to this church, and, and it, was, it was a great experience, and, and we were up there doing the altar call, and, and uh, part of the sermon that Doug uh, spoke, there was several times when in the sermon he said, get up, arise, and, and so he had said that several times, and so we're, we're ministering to people up in the front and everything, and I look in the very back, and there's three guys, and two of them are kind of like, you know, trying, and I'm like, me? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, oh. so I go back there and I'm, I, I don't, I have no idea what they're doing. And, and so there's a, there's a guy there, he's a little disheveled. He's, turns out he's 71 and, and he's got tears coming down his face and stuff. And they said, um, this guy just walked in the church and he needs prayer. And uh, so I, you know, I ask him his name and what's going on. And so the guy had, <clears throat> he has, he's going through in the middle of a divorce. He's still living with his wife, but Everyone's at odds, and it's ugly, and and uh, he's drinking like crazy and smoking like crazy and doing anything he can to kind of get out of the pain and and numb out, and he's laying around the house, and, and he's suicidal. He says for three or four days, all he can think about doing is walking out on the highway and stepping in front of a truck. And so he's telling me all these things and everything, and he says, but I was laying on my sofa... And I just kept hearing these words, get up, arise, go outside. You know, and he stumbles outside and he gets up and he goes, I, I don't know why I thought this, but I just went out. And he says, and I see the church and I walk down there and he walks in and that's when these two other guys had started to talk to him and stuff. And so I immediately started to pray for him. And, and you know, the prophetic is kind of weird because, you know, God has to tell you, but this guy just told me everything that was wrong with him, so it was easy, and so I just laid hands on him, I started breaking the spirit of suicide, breaking the spirit of depression, told him that he had the power, because he's a believer, that he has spiritual authority in his marriage, he can, he doesn't have to say anything to her, he can just start praying, restoration and things, and, and so the rest of the church is going on, and, and we were praying for like 40, 45 minutes yeah, back there in the back. And when he gets done, he's, he's just beaming. And he says, I just feel so good. He says, and I said, well, that, that's Holy Spirit. And he goes, who are you? And I go, <laughs> I go, and I'm just a guy that knows Jesus, just like you. You have that same thing. And, but the, the moral to that story is we don't know where our words are going. Doug's up there, 
you know, speaking to a group, and those words are piercing the walls and going down the street and piercing hearts and making them come to the church. So your words have power. And so that's the, that's the deal. It was, it was amazing. That's good. That's good. Oh, what a packed day, right? You feel like you got fed today? I'm excited about the future, and I'll tell you why. Because the gospel that we have been preaching historically, I think God's about to radically alter that. The very thing that got Peter in trouble, <clears throat> he, he went out, he preached the gospel, and signs and wonders happened. And they came and yelled at him and said, don't do that ever again. The religious police. And Peter said, are you kidding me? Are you ki I don't answer to you, I answer to God. And so he actually prayed for more boldness to be able to do that even with more boldness. Amen. He got a lot of trouble for it. But in the end, people are tired of hearing this. They want to see a gospel demonstrated with power. And I think that's where we're going. So we're moving into a season, guys, where this is about warfare. And we're going to learn how to battle. And we're going to learn how to really lean into warfare and to really press through and push the enemy back. I'm excited about this coming year. So, amen? So let's stand. We'll get you guys. Rhea and Ken, I, God just been speaking to me about you too. And I watched you guys dancing back there during worship, passionately in love, no shame. It was glorious, the love that you guys show for one another. I just see that being a catalyst for so many people. I just encourage you guys, keep modeling that because you do it really, really, really well. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time that we get to come together and worship you and sing about you and praise you. And Father, I just thank you for all the amazing stories. I pray, God, that as we listen today, we're able to pick parts and pieces that have been missing from our own hearts and be able to plug those things in that would energize us to want to be able to be even more bolder for you and for advancing the kingdom. And Father, I pray mm, for all of those people during this season that are wounded, that have memories that are awful, things that have happened. Oh, Father, that you would come and you would answer the cry of their heart. And Father, we look forward to this coming Saturday night where we can come together and worship you. And I just pray, God, that your presence would come in a powerful way and just alter the trajectory of people's lives, God. And we just thank you, Lord. I just pray for safety as we travel home today and just a good and wonderful, uh, relaxing, fun afternoon. And we just thank you now in Jesus' name. And we all said amen. Uh, I believe we can leave the chairs, Sandy. Yes, leave the chairs. And we'll see you guys Saturday night.